Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Christian Sparks and Mark O'Brien, and we talk about their new film, Hammer. This is uh, this is a great film. It's it's fun to watch if you're into that the thriller genre. Uh, and as Mark tells us and chats about at great length in, in the conversation, you know he loves a film, a genre film that sort of turns it on its head. And Christian does that oh so well. Uh, you're going to recognize a lot of people in this film. Uh, Will Patton um, has a brilliant performance. This could be one of the one of the best endings to a movie I've ever seen. And I hope I've, I've sparked your attention and that you want to take a step into this. You're going to enjoy the conversation. I mean, we talk about the film, of course, but we get into things like how, how uh, you know, we, we almost make the distinction between great and important films in a way, uh, like, like to Mark's point about, you know, the, 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 the genre piece becoming something about something more. Uh, Mark starred in Arrival, Denny uh, Villeneuve's film, and there's a great film, entertaining film. It's a sci-fi piece, but wow, as you start to think about it, as you peel back the layers, there's just so much more going on than meets the eye. Mark talks about how somebody once said that, you know, the last act of a film should be playing while you're walking to the car and we we chat about that and and the import i guess of of narrative of of, of narrative and, and and story telling this is a film about uh relationships it's a film about all the things that you don't say it's a film about uh, about fathers and sons about family it's about inclusion and versus exclusion it's about welcoming people in you know, not just people in your family, but your friends and those that you come into contact with. It's about choice and responsibility. It's about why you should really stay out of cornfields. Uh, that is uh, really what it's all about and how interesting, you know, the, the cornfield and what it's come to represent in film and in story is, is a fascinating thing to me. Check out the film online, IMDb. The poster for this film is is beautiful and thoughtful and, frankly, deeply existential, if you ask me, on a symbolic and a metaphorical 
metaphorical way. So I, I love the film, Can You Tell? And uh, Christian and Mark and I had had a great time chatting about this film that seems to be all about self-destruction. It's got a little bit of Fargo, a little bit of mud. It's got a whole lot going on. And um, stay tuned and find out a little bit more about why it's so important that people on a set know each other well. We talk about old friendships and relational shorthand as well. So stay tuned. It's coming right up. Uh, a fun and interesting interview with Mark O'Brien and Christian Sparks and their new film, Hammer. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my speaking. You can find a copy of Real Changes Incremental there. And uh, also, face to face live.ca. If you found your way to this podcast through Spotify or SoundCloud or iTunes or some other platform out there, check out face to face live.ca and find out. Uh, I We've just recently published, uh, wow, by the time this airs, at least well over 500 interviews. So check them out. Sign up for the newsletter. Uh, if you need to advertise in this world and you're thinking about getting into this, uh, reach out to us because we're doing that now. We've got a website. We have a newsletter. We can advertise on the podcast and we can sh- do shout outs as well. So please uh, reach out if you can or if you're interested. If you can't do that, you can support us through Patreon. And if you can't do any of those things or just don't feel that you have the need, I would love it if you could leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. It goes a long way when you start to uh, socially mediate something that's uh, um, making a bit of a difference. And I believe face-to-face is. We're having a blast over here. I'm having a blast over here. It is all about a conversation that matters and about peeling back those layers, asking good questions, and then hopefully sitting back and, and just listening. And so I hope you're going to do that as well. And then, of course, don't forget uh, Rabble.ca, news for the rest of us. It's where uh, my podcast, Face to Face, is also hosted. And a whole other uh, group of writers and thinkers and bloggers and uh, podcasters there uh, talking about things that matter. But don't touch that dial. Stay tuned. Uh, Coming right up, Mark O'Brien, Christian Sparks, talking about their new film, Hammer. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by two very special guests today with us here. And once again, we're digitally face to face. We can't actually be here in person to have this interview. We've got Christian Sparks and Mark O'Brien here today to talk about their new film, Hammer. I have no idea where these guys are calling in from, but either way, welcome to Face to Face. And thanks for your time today, guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having us. All the way to Antarctica. (laughs) Really? No, no, no. (laughs) Sorry, stupid joke. Are you guys, you guys, you guys local, you, 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 uh, and when I say local, I mean GTA, or you East Coast, you West Coast, you US, we are, can, can you even say? Uh, I, I'm in LA. Um, and I'm in Toronto, and we're both originally from Newfoundland, Canada. Excellent. Well, that's great. So we've got a real uh, Canadian, a Canadian community we're developing here on today's episode. So that's fantastic. Hey, guys, th- thanks for the film. I, I got to say right out of the gate, I love the film. Uh, uh, the, the, the tension and the energy and, and some of the for me, as my listeners will know, I, I majored in philosophy. So I'm all about the, the questions. Some of the questions it raises for me are just brilliant. So anyway, congrats and, and well Thank done. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Christian, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit? Uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about uh, what this film is? And and I know, you know, any writer, producer, director, you know, must spend an awful lot of time on the log line, on the elevator speech. H- how do you sort of unpack in in a few minutes what Hammer is really all about? Um, 
I guess you just get kind of used to it after <laughs> after a while. Um, I had always wanted to do a crime thriller, uh, and I was particularly interested in a relationship between a father and son. So it's just basically about a middle-aged man who realizes that his son is involved in crime and has to infiltrate that world in order to try and protect him. And along the way, they end up having to do some pretty violent and kind of heinous activities to, to get themselves out of trouble and kind of threaten to risk their relationship in the process. So it's kind of a, a real-time pulpy crime film, but has really rich elements of like families and secrets and lies at its core, which I hopefully elevate it beyond its its simple genre trappings. So would you say it's a, is it, is it a movie about relationships or is it a movie about broken relationships? Yeah, I think it's a movie um, about relationships for sure. I um, actually heard Mark talking about it uh, recently and uh, said a really interesting thing that, that resonated with me. Um, you know, it, it's in, in many ways about the things that you don't say to mm. family members sometimes or things that are left unsaid and how those can kind of fester over time and, and become real problems, real issues. And it's about characters kind of, you know, struggling to deal with their past and their feelings towards one another, uh, all, all while going through this kind of like rapidly escalating bad day. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a bit of an understatement, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Escalating bad day. Uh, Mark, you know, your performance is stunning, man. Like, honestly, uh, well done. And you, you, you had me from hello. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, seriously, you really did. I, can you, can you tell us a little bit can, without giving away too much about the context, uh, maybe what brought you into this? I mean, even the poster, like the poster is amazing for this film. I just, I love what you're, the existentialist in me was drawn in from, from, from the, from the, the image on the poster and, uh, you know, that, that road movie like feel right out of the gate. So yeah. Can you, can you give us a bit of context for that, Mark? Um, well, yeah, I love the poster too. Um, I, uh, well, Christian and I have known each other, been friends for, I don't know, 15 years or so. And, oh, nice. And yeah. And Christian sent it to me, what, like two, three years ago, maybe? Three and yeah, a half. I guess now by the time, you know, uh, we shot it and yeah, it, time is passing quickly. Yeah, about three and a half years ago when we were young bucks. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, it, it actually, the crux of it didn't change too much. There were there was kind of another uh, major primary character that, that found its way out of it and everything. But the basic crux for, for Chris, my character, remained the same. And I really wanted to work with Christian. I think he's a great filmmaker and, and very smart and uh, and we have a good time together. But also, I guess, um, I guess, story-wise, I I love the idea of a movie that's um, that presents itself as a genre thing, but right. it, by the end of it, it's it's more than that. I think uh, there are great masters of doing that, like Denis Villeneuve and the Coen Brothers and David O. Russell, where it's like, oh, it seems like it's that, and then you sit down, and you're like, oh, it's actually that thing. Um, uh, and I, I love those those kinds of movies. I think they're the best kind of movies because I like genre films, but I also want them to uh, resonate with me a bit longer. So. Um, he and I talked about that and I, I certainly got that from the script immediately reading it. And I, I just like that too, that it's, it's, uh, you know, as an actor, you'll do a lot of things. Um, and it doesn't in film and in TV and in theater, even where it's like, uh, certain things can be brushed over certain huge moments. And it's not like those mm. moments you need 10 minutes to act it out. It's more like this is a serious moment. And I think sometimes in crime thrillers or horror movies as well, or sci-fi, it's like, you can glaze over real human um, uh, right. things that happen and how that affects you. So that's what I liked about this. It was really lean, and it's like this is just about this is really we're not 
um, we're not like a, a what's the word like like uh, like just jumping over these major things that happen. And I like that because it's like, oh, this is so involved with this guy and his dad, and it's all underneath everything, and they don't really sort of talk about, it and they kind of do. And I just saw as an actor a lot to play, and I also like that the overall element of a genre film masked as something else. Yeah, so so much more going on than meets the eyes, right? You got you can peel yeah. back a layer or two, and 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 you could go in a variety of different. It's almost as if there could be a part two and a part three if you wanted to go. Hey, what's his backstory? How did well, that how, a, right? Yeah, that was a big challenge of writing the script. Actually, and something we talked a lot about on set. It's like the stakes are so high from the beginning of the movie. So the movie right. opens with like a. Um, a double cross. I think I can say that it's clear mm. from, the, from the trailer. Um, and so it starts at 11 and it doesn't really let up much. Um, right. so, you know, the characters are trying throughout the course of the movie um, to get from point A to point B safely. So there's not a lot of time to sit around and talk about, you know, when we were younger at band camp or like meals around the right. table, it's like, you're, you're really dealing with the, the kind of immediate conflicts at hand uh, again, which are, which are severe. So it was the, the art of trying to give the audience enough to understand the backstories or at least get a sense of it without it being unnatural to the immediacy of the situation. Yeah. It's gotta be really challenging because sometimes, and, and I think from what little I've seen, the your film's being reviewed really well and, and I hope everybody gets to see it. It's, I, I almost kind of hate saying things like, Oh wow, that was really entertaining, you know, partially mm-hmm. because this is, this is a serious film, right? It's kind of like, I don't know, watching a Malick film and going, wow, was that entertaining or was that like an important film? Right. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's spiritual. got, but, but there, yeah, spiritual, but there's an edge to hammer that I was in from the get go there, there, there's the adrenaline rush. The I, and you know what? I hope you, I hope you can appreciate this, Christian. But I found myself putting myself in people's shoes, and I think, I think, Mark, that's partially your performance. Like, holy cow, man! Like, how, what would I do? Not, and I don't mean in a voyeuristic sense. I mean in a strong, like in an ethical kind of. I love my dad. What do I do now? Sense. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that came out for me. Uh, um in the scene there's a scene where when we first see one another when uh will Patton's character and mine we see each other for the first time and he kind of stops me and asks what's going on and, right uh, right i'm not going to say too much but it, it it alludes to that double cross that christian mentioned and and christian and i talked about that a lot where it's like this is something this is overwhelming for this guy like this is this is something that's that that's what I'm saying. You can't glaze over that. It's, this is really overwhelming. And now his dad is there who he's been kind of, you know, they've kind of fallen out. So it's, it, it would just overwhelm you immediately. So I, I always like the idea of him kind of having a mini panic attack. It's like, I think, cause I think that's what would happen as opposed to them just jumping in the car and going. And there are a lot of directors who would lean you into that direction and writers who would lead you to that direction, which is the last thing you want. And I just, think that that's so important that it's like that's something that would um that would really occur well it's interesting too mark i I was just thinking as you were talking about it i think normally when his dad like so the son ends up fleeing a a kind of a botched deal and uh his dad sees him zipping through an intersection and confronts him like moments later and i think that like normally chris the character mark is playing would probably keep lying and trying to get his way out of it but like you're saying mark i think he's so caught off guard and so emotional mm. from what just happened that he he doesn't even like he has no choice but to kind of come out with the truth once faced with his dad you know he's so vulnerable at that moment yeah i think too and also i like i always thought of the character as like 
you know, as an actor, you go and you play different roles and, and, and a lot of actors don't want to say this probably, but it's true. You like to play like a character and you want to be like, Oh, I'm this person. And, and I'm totally different. And I've definitely, I've had opportunities to do that to whether it worked out or not, who can say, but uh, I definitely went for it a couple of times, but like what I liked about this and, and we spoke about this a lot before is that, I think that Chris is the kind of guy who, why isn't he just in university doing well? Like he's clearly smart. He's, he's mm. well-spoken. He seems like a, an intelligent guy and, and he's just in this circumstance because not all criminals and not all bad people are necessarily like rough and tumble and, and that kind of thing. So it being a quote unquote, a regular guy, I think was also interesting too, which leads to that moment that we just spoke about. Yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have a soprano or a Ray Donovan uh, feel to him. No, right? that he would just... take away. I think the the vulnerability of it all. Yeah, yeah no, and I, I I love too. By the way, I'm so glad you brought that up, uh, Christian. That or I think it was you, Christian, who said you know he just sort of spills spills the beans. Yeah, I, I like to me that just shows the relationship that was apparent. Yeah. Frankly, still is apparent, right? And all of a sudden now we got a whole other conversation going on about trust and about parenting and it's yeah, yeah wonderful well, I lo- stuff. I love too how like, you know, um it's funny that as you say that it's like one minute this guy is in the woods like dealing like drugs and like <laughs> right. holding guns and like Life within and death 15 stuff. minutes you know, he's basically sobbing on his it's, father's shoulder because he's it's so with, real. It's yeah. to me, it was so real and, and frankly, heartbreaking in, in a certain point. I'm a dad. I'm, I, I, my kids aren't that old and hopefully they're not going to go down that path. <laughs> but, but honestly, there's this, there's this ability to, as I said, I put myself in the shoes and I think that's wonderful and brilliant and must be very difficult to, to do as a, as a filmmaker and as an actor. I mean, it's just, it's, well, it's a, real it's a testament to uh to mark as well i think mm. that's even when we were shooting it mark i don't know you probably were too inside of it to know but um it's like sometimes there's scenes when you're shooting something where you can really tap into the pulse of the movie you're like okay this is what the movie is right both in terms of pace but also like the emotion like what the emotional through line of the thing is and just how vulnerable he was able to be because his character could easily mark's character c- could easily be uh unlikable uh, and some yes, of the reviews sure. kind of look at him that way. I, I think depending on, on, on your own life and characters you have in your own life, it, it determines how you view his character. But he could have easily been unlikable, but because of his vulnerability and because how the outpouring of emotion, we quickly see a different side to him. And as we go forward in the journey there, we look at him through a new lens, I think. I hope. Yeah, you're right. And it's funny too, like that, um, uh, I think we talked about this before too, like likability to me is always... Um, it's a weird thing and I don't want to completely like just dump on it, but it's um, I always think that it's as long as you understand who cares, you know what I mean? And I think like uh, for or like film lovers and stuff like that, I think you kind of generally don't care because you're just like, Oh, I get it. It's motivated. It's motivated. It makes sense. Who cares if you don't like them? I mean, how many movies are, have like has Jack Palance been hated in? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean yeah, like, it's true. There's just people who's just like I just don't like them because they play someone who's unlikable. But as long as you get where they're coming from, and I think too, it's like and it's and it's that overall idea too of I, I like I'm a dad too, and and like you know, and I'm tight with my dad, and I can call my dad, and we can get into an argument, and all that kind of stuff. As soon as I need something though, like it's like Dad, can you help me? And then it just goes back to like being a baby again. Like right. it yeah. just exists without you talking about it. Same with my mom. Like, like anytime I'm sick or something, like I'll call my mom and I'm like, what do I do? And I'm like, and it's a different, 
it's a different conversation. It's a different vibe than what we had maybe two weeks ago when we just chatted about. Nothing. Mark, you when when you said that, uh, it just made me think of that line. And I hope this is okay, Christian. But where where Will's character says, you know, I would have mortgaged the house. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I would I would have done anything for you and of course there's the dialogue that follows and all the 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 connections but still honestly i felt i kind of felt my heart crack just a tiny bit there right that i'd go to i'd go to the end of ends of the earth for you to to make this right well it's a it's an interesting scene because it's like it veers um the thing i love about that scene is like will's character says that at that moment but I, I won't spoil it, but Mark's character, as soon as he says that, basically yeah. calls him on his bullshit. That's right. He's like, yeah, you're saying yeah. you're in mortgage the house, but so-and-so, he talks yep. about the past. Yep. So it's like, I think at that point, so in the driveway we were talking about earlier, Mark's character, our perception kind of flips. And this scene where dad says, I would have mortgaged the house and the son reacts. Then we start to see dad in a new light. So hopefully the film is keeping you guessing that way. It starts off one way, but the characters evolve. Yeah, and also like those relationships, especially familial relationships, even old friends. It's like it's not black and white like that. It's like yes, I would have mortgaged the house, but at the same right. time, only if you were doing the things I wanted you to be That's doing. That's right. Yeah. So it's like yeah. sort of unconditional, but not quite. Comes with yeah. a footnote or two. Under my conditions, I would have mortgaged. The house. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. I uh, So I want to just go back to something you said earlier, Mark. Uh, oh, and uh, you know what? Before I do that, do you think this is a great film because you guys are old friends? Uh, well, we're not that good help. friends. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say good. I said old, you know. I'm only what? joking. I'm only joking. We are good what? What are you talking about? We are. We, we've been friends. We got involved in film really early at, the, at a local so co-op cool. in Newfoundland. Yeah, it's it's cool to do this together. I guess yeah, I'll take I just wonder, you know, of us hugging in my uh, bedroom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I know, I know, honestly, I think it, I think it absolutely helped. I think, um, mm. you know, there's times on set where I'm able to be direct with Mark or he's able to be direct with me in a way that you just wouldn't. And like, w- I wouldn't be that way with Will, for example, even though I, I loved Will and, and it's a whole other conversation we get into, but we had a, a direct, like kind of like emotional through line where we could cut the bullshit mm. and get right to the heart of the matter. Yeah, and isn't that why isn't that why directors work with sometimes the same people over and over? Same cinematographer, they start to they start to step inside each other's skin to some degree, right? Yeah, I think I think so too. And and it's also like it's that because there's already a, a foundation of respect and 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 history and stuff like that. But it's also we sometimes forget we do this because we love it. And we're, yes. we're friends, like it's just like you're just and we had, we had such a good time. And it's like, that's kind of what it's about. And I think that's kind of the bedrock of some of those, like what you just mentioned of like these people who work together a lot and stuff like that. It's because you know, you're just gonna have a good time and you want to enjoy it. And when you got to, when you're beating your head against the wall, because you're working with someone who's, who's just sucks as a human being. <laughs> right. So why yeah, am I doing yeah. that? Like, you know yeah also- why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to work with friends and family? Right. Isn't yeah. that a beautiful thing? I yeah. was, uh, I was just going to add quickly. I think there's also like a, um, there's a, um, a cinematic knowledge where we're the same, like roughly the same age. Um, and so we grew up watching all the same movies. So right. the shorthand yeah. is there. We can just be like, sure. it's like this yep. scene from that thing. And like, that's all I need to say. And he and Mark would immediately get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nice. That's cool. Relational shorthand. I love it. That's uh Hey, who's clicking the pen? Uh, that may have been me. Okay. <laughs> just wondered, them. just wondered, you know, we all got our thing, right? Just sure. wondered. Yeah. No, no. My, my sound guys all over there. You're uh... <laughs> You're like, what does that mean? He's clicking. The- <laughs> that's right. What's the deeper uh, meaning? Mark. Bullshit. <laughs> that's right. 
Mark, you talked earlier about, I think, and tell, help me out here, but you said you love how a genre can sort of be turned on its head. And you mentioned some other great filmmakers and you talked about Arrival and I'm pretty sure you were in Arrival, Daniel Villeneuve. Just want you to know, watched it a couple of weeks ago with my daughter, who's 12. We've seen quite a bit in this home uh, with all my love for film. She absolutely loved it and, and was peeling back layers before she went to bed that night. Like, honestly, the, the language, the time, the relational stuff. I mean, holy smokes, we got into a conversation about the problem of evil, no joke. Like, just astounding that a beautiful film, sci-fi, action-packed film, can 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 do that. You yeah, know what I, mean? I love so, it because it's, it's, um, it's like a trick for you. Because the marketing... It, yeah, it's market good. That way. It's great, because you're, you're tricking people into having to think. Because they think they're going to see something else, nice. and they're like, "Oh, I ended up walking out thinking." And uh, I once heard this great quote where it's the last act of the movie should be playing as you're walking to your car um, mm. like from the theater, so you're still thinking about it after, so you become a participant. And I love that; it's a unique take on a common matter. It's like I think a common matter is going to be this genre crime film, but it's actually unique in its own way that I couldn't have perceived coming. Well, I love I love that we watch this this uh, entertaining action film that's got the me on the edge of my seat, and this is the stuff we're talking about. I mean, that's that's just amazing to me. So, I guess the question is, Christian, for you, Mark, whatever, um, is a movie ever just a movie? Right? There's 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 it's never. I mean, how many people just say, "Oh, I just want to be entertained," right? Mm -hmm. But what's actually going on under the surface, right? It's just well, yeah. Anyway, you know, hopefully, a good movie is never just is just right. a movie. I mean, I think every artist has a deeper intent in mind, whether or not it's obtuse or whether or not it's clear to the audience. It's uh, you never really know until it gets out there. Uh, one thing I've been really pleased with, I guess I was kind of worried that people might just see this because it is a pretty relentless movie pace wise mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's called hammer and it's marketed with like guns on the poster and stuff, which uh, I get. Um, but uh, you're afraid that people are just going to want to be reductive and stuff. But right. a lot of re the reviews have talked about the very things you're talking about, um, even so though cool. they're only like teas in the movie. So that's that's uh, rewarding, I find. So can you talk to me about this sense of home? This is uh, no kidding. This is another reason why uh, I've fallen in love with your film. Oh, and your ending, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen last night, but I'm looking at a poster of it here framed oh, yeah. on my wall. Don McKellar's film. I, I interviewed. Yeah, I interviewed him a couple of years ago, and I was able to say to him, in my mind, greatest ending of all time in a film. Yeah. And no joke, Christian, sorry, man, but here it comes. I think you might take second place, <laughs> at least. At nice. least. Hey, I may have to call Don and say, hey, there's a, there's a contender. <laughs> Seriously. And I hope that alone gets but, people's uh, interest out there to say, I got to see this film because it's yeah. wonderful. It's beautiful. And you better do Hammer 2. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we were saying it would be funny to pick up Hammer 2, like the like the moment, like pick it up the last frame of part one. Right. Like pick that up for part three. You wouldn't see that in an indie film. Uh, and you <laughs> never will. Back in business. <laughs> Exactly. But, uh, well, that's good, man. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you like the ending. It's a little bit different than we scripted it. It's a little interesting. Yeah. I, I love that too. I had a little bit more written, but Will's performance actually, oh, uh, was so astounding. compelling. So uh, compelling in that, like it, there was felt like there was nothing left to <laughs> say. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. And a rule of thumb, you know, we've obviously tried to cut this thing as tight as possible and it comes right down to the very last frame. It's like the film couldn't be any leaner in a lot of ways. Did you know, Christian, did you know that on set or did that 
take time and did it have to sort of did you have to indwell the script and the and the you know the the outtakes et cetera and the through the editorial process or was it did you intuitively go wow that's it no i didn't um and it's funny that was like take because it's independent film and it's so unglamorous we did that in like day two or three of shooting <laughs> so poor will had to do the wow. last scene of the movie it was like one of the first scenes he did uh and you isn't never, that interesting you never want that but uh i mean he's a pro he's definitely i think mark and i were both inspired by the the prep and the energy that will brings to it and the mm, self-doubt so and the, good yeah, so good. He, he yeah. He's an amazing person. But yeah, so anyway, that was like take number 10. And I think he was like really exhausted. And that was like a genuine, natural reaction that just like came out of him. Right. Uh, from exhaustion, I think. Uh, and uh, um, God love I it because it worked. I haven't brought this up to you, but I, just because I need I need resolution on this. Do you remember when we actually shot more of the ending? The, the yeah. ending when I was like, not a chance... I was like, I guarantee you're not going to use it. I didn't think you were going to end it the way you did, but I was right. like, I, I don't think this is ever going to be used. And you're like, ah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, I was so happy because the movie was so good. But to be honest, I was happier that I was right. <laughs> well, if we've established nothing today. <laughs> there you go. We break, we broken ground. Yeah. This is good. This is a good thing. Yeah. So, so just back to that notion of home, you, you begin with it so beautifully you end with it so beautifully it's 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 one of the probably for me one of the most ex important and existential threads to the film if that makes sense love to hear about that how intentional that was for you because um, aren't we all just trying to find our way back home in one way or another yeah well uh it was certainly intentional and i think is like in a lot of my work whether i you know, um, intellectualize it or not ahead of time. I'm a, I'm from like a family of uh, four boys and, uh, you know, uh, very loving parents, very loving uh, household. Um, this film is very loosely based on people close to me. Mm. Uh, my father's uh, nickname is ha or was hammer. He passed away in the editing of this movie. Mm, sorry to hear that god rest him yeah, yeah amazing guy and you um, did and you and you dedicate the film to two dads don't you at the end of the yeah and my producing partner people? allison white um sadly her father passed away in the editing mm. of the movie as well um so yeah so you know home uh if you have a strong family life you know if you grew up in that kind of suburban like my father was like coached my sports teams uh you know very close so i'm sure that is a part of my work at all times and was definitely an important factor for me in the making of this movie. So can I just say, just so we'll, we'll break a little bit, a little lighter here. Why didn't he get his teeth fixed? Might be the funniest line in the film. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like as if that would have just changed everything. I know. Right. Yeah. That's, it's... that's a true story. Actually. The, uh, oh, is it okay. Yeah. That soccer story. It's a little, it's a little different though. It's based on, I remember my dad, I was playing a soccer game once when I was younger mm. and this is going to sound like it contradicts how great I just said my dad was, but, uh, <laughs> uh and, okay. uh, there was this like, just what we call a skeet in Newfoundland, this guy on the other team who was just a dick and like, uh, it, it, the type of guy who it was just always looking for a fight. Right. And, yep. uh, and he was just like insane. And so I was on defense and I was the, the the play was in the other end of the field, and my dad was parked in a van. I'm sure smoking a pack of smokes, watching the game. 
and he saw this guy like trying to fight me. He was like pushing me and punching me. Uh, and I've grown up like fighting a fair bit, but this guy was just a maniac. So I was trying to avoid him at all costs. And I remember the uh, driving home, uh, my dad said to me, uh, you know, you're the kind of guy who tries to talk his way out of a fight. Mm. And it was like pretty crushing, pretty, pretty biting. Uh, not the best parenting ever. But uh, it was it was really interesting. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what his intention was, what, whether it was trying to like um, inspire me to be tougher or right, whether right. he was just I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it always stuck with me. And like a lot of anecdotes from real life, if you can find a way to kind of twist them and, and, and put them into your work, then then they resonate. And that's probably one of the reasons why it makes it so real and so human and, and so accessible. I remember my dad telling me to fight back in a fight that was coming, like I was going to be in a fight. And I'm, I guess as I think about it now, and maybe for the first time ever, you think maybe he would have come and stopped the fight. That might have been, <laughs> that might have been better, but it was like grade five, I think. You well, know, what area you grew up in, right? Yeah, true. Times it's true. Changed. Yeah. So this would changed. have been early, early seventies. It's interesting too, like um, you forget that you're, your parents uh, at the time, you certainly don't think of, but even uh, in retrospect that they're just people. And like, maybe your, your dad was just like tired that day. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe just, mm, yeah, no, for sure. Man, Cause the roof needed a fixing. Like there's all kinds of stuff you forget. And me with my daughter, a lot of times I'm like, you know, you're not always perfect. And you're like, put that down. And then I'm like, well, I hope she doesn't remember that one because you never know <laughs> what things. I remember, I remember the strangest things from my dad. My dad was great, but I'm like, he did that that was so weird he did that and he's probably like jesus you remember that like <laughs> i can't i can't help you on that one <laughs> like it's yeah it's funny yeah it's a weird thing little did they know you're going to put it in a movie for the world to see yep. years later sadly we're probably probably coming to the end here in a cu couple of minutes guys and i'm Absolutely. so so enjoying having a chat and going a little deeper on this film chris i do want to ask you there's i mean there's so many scenes and and you really you had me, I was in, you convinced me that uh, you're not a kind of, the kind of guy that I'd probably want to meet in an alley necessarily. <laughs> but but there was also this varied, subtle, nuanced uh, approach to it. But there's a drive that you do, I think it's in the, is it the SUV or the pickup? With your friends, that's all I'm going to say. And it just, I mean, I was kind of there with you in a, in a sense. What's, what's going through your, like, what, A, what's going through your mind as a character, I suppose, but more importantly to me, what do you take away from that? Just that, that sort of, I don't know, that, that sense of being alone, uh, relationships, friendships, what have I done? Like, for me, again, a whole other theme that we haven't even touched on, really, is this film's about, you know, it's about responsibility. It's, I didn't have a choice comes up at least a couple times. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the choices we make. Anyway, I know Mark, I know that's a crazy huge question. Are, do you mean but, at the beginning of the movie? No, it's near the oh, end. Yeah. I think okay. when you're trying yeah. to clean, when you're trying to sort yeah. of clean things up a bit and I just went, Holy smokes. Could you imagine what's yeah, honest? What, I know that the thing is, I think at that point is when you reach a point of uh, a physical exhaustion that I think mm. that kind of, you kind of can't help but look back at things that have happened. You know, when any kind of crazy situation happens, like mm -hmm. it all happens really fast and stuff. Really fast. Very intense. And then after it's, you're just trying to actually glue it together, but you're so exhausted. Right. That's troubling. Nice. Like, that's actually what I found. Like, you know, um, I, I'm not methody, but I do like, you know, you do think about things in life and you're able to, I mean, that's what artists do. You relate things to the things you, sure. you perceive to happen. And I was just like, 
I think at the end of those days that we've all had, you're just trying to glue it back together, but your exhaustion won't let you. So you just kind of rest in that. And, and I think that that kind of does the job really um, of it all. Uh, I thought you were actually talking about the first scene, which is not as resonant, but at the same time, it's uh, it's a funny thing when you, you know, this guy's going to do something to his friend. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's all the same. same. Adding, yeah. And like, yeah, they're buddies and you don't want to wink at the audience. You don't want to wink it away. But at the same time, it has to make sense when you go back and watch it. Be like, oh, yeah, he's slightly a little uh, uncomfortable there. And that's probably why those ones are always uh, kind of tricky. And that's why when you're working with a really good filmmaker like Christian, you know that it's fine because that's almost an editing thing, too. Right. You right. Can, right. You can cut that in a certain way so that someone mm. uh, is not winking too much or, or what have you. I, I got a couple more questions, uh, if that's okay, guys. Just a few, mm-hmm. few, few, few more minutes. But um, what's what's up with the cornfield, by the way? What's going on with cornfields? Anybody know? <laughs> nothing nothing good ever happens in a cornfield, Holy does it? smokes. Come through. on. They're terrible to run through. I know. Well, I, I remember spiders as a kid. But come on. A, a butter, pop, a corn, a cob on the corn, a corn on the cob, butter, and some salt. I mean, what's going on? Like, it's such a contrast. What's, the, the, it doesn't work worth, for me. The field is not worth the corn on the cob. <laughs> exactly. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, the trouble that people have gotten into in cornfields, man. It's just crazy talk. I think, I think a lot of times, for me, it was almost like a, um, a logistical solve of where to effectively, like, where to sure, effectively sure. lose a body. Yeah, no, makes sense. Uh, without um, being able to find it easily enough, because it, it was just in the woods or something with like right. low, lowish brush, then <laughs> uh, it's harder to lose a body. Whereas, like, there's a, a symmetrical nature um, uh, to a cornfield and the and the height of the stalks that it's conceivable that uh, you could misplace a body. <laughs> I loved Will's line. You didn't leave a marker. It's just. To I me, know. That just, it's, wow. It's kind of funny. It's unintentional humor. It's kind of funny, but it's also deep, man. It's really and in, really insightful. Uh speaking speaking of deep, I love um how the film ends and and the line about, you know, trying to reach you. For me, uh Christian, that Mark, that that was that's the whole story, isn't it? Does does that question make sense? I'm trying yeah. I mean, practically, of course, I've been trying to reach you, but haven't I been trying to reach you all this time? Oh, sorry, isn't I, that... I wasn't sure what part you were talking about. Yes. Yeah, like, isn't that, I mean, and now we're back, and now we're back home again. I love it. It's beautiful. That's great, because I never thought about that. That's what's a, that's a good sign of a good movie, that, like, someone brings up something that I never even... Nice. It's like I the, didn't, when, I didn't when it, in the movie, it's so inherent. What this movie is is so, it so is what it is at its bedrock. That, that those things will come out of it too. Um, that even stuff that, I don't know, Christian, if you thought about it, I certainly didn't, that you're like, oh, it's there. It's all just there. This one in particular, I did not, but uh, good good catch. Nice. <laughs> well, for me, for me, that was sort of the bookend, the punctuation mark, whatever you want, the metaphor you want to use, the bold and that, that, and when, and what I love about your film too, Christian, and, and, and because of your performance and Will's and others, but I, I, I want to see it again. And that's, uh, that's a, a sign of a great film. So guys, oh, I can't awesome. believe what a great time I've had. I can't believe what a great time I've had today, but you know, you know what I mean? And looking forward. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, great. I got another interview today. Um, what's Hey, Mark, quickly, what's next for you? Uh, I have a film uh, coming out later this year called uh, Blue Bayou uh, with Alicia yes. Vikander and a great filmmaker named Justin Chan. 
um, who's a wonderful actor as well. And uh, so I should so I should track him down for face to face. Oh yeah, absolutely, great guy. Um, Super. Yeah, and uh, and I also directed my first film that I started. Wow. Yeah, that I that I wrote and directed and um. In- impressive congrats yeah so we're um we're we're very close to the very end of uh post-production now christian uh had a peak of it he actually stopped by set one day uh for a visit um i got his thumbs up and then uh he left <laughs> nice nice can you tell us what it's called or he, is it kind of... <laughs> he ate some crap told me i was fired and then left um <laughs> yeah it's uh it's called the righteous and it's about a a man facing the wrath of a vengeful god. Let's just put it like that. Whoa. Yeah. So it's a real Okay, and you're gonna you're gonna leave me it's there. You're gonna film. leave me there at the end of the at the end of the interview. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah, All right. Well there's there, there's gonna be a part two with you and I for sure. Um that well, yeah, sounds philosophic uh, for a philosophy uh, guy, you'll uh, you'll like it. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. that that's amazing. Sounds great. Christian, how about you? Um, I'm going to be adapting, uh, it's looking very likely I'm going to be adapting a novel by a great Newfoundland author named Michael Crummy, uh, called Sweetland. Um, it's one of my favorite novels that come out of the province and the country really. So it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a exciting story. I'm excited for it. Amazing guys. What a pleasure chatting with you today. We, we've been talking with Christian Sparks and Mark O'Brien about their, I'm going to say it, their brilliant new film, Hammer. Thanks. Uh, thanks for your time today. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.